Apple Music tried and failed to shake off Taylor Swift on this tech edition of Industry Focus. Greetings, fools. I am Sean O'Reilly, joining you here from Fool Headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia. Happy 4th of July to all of our listeners, and I am joined today by the one and only, the patriotic Dylan Lewis. How are you today? What an intro, the patriotic. I love it. I'm good. I've yeah. uh, got a belly full of barbecue. I'm ready to do the tech show. We're going to go see some fireworks here soon. It's going to be good yeah. stuff. Might even light off a few. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do not lose a finger. Um, so uh, we're talking about Apple Music. It just launched. Apple Music launched earlier this week. What's going on? Have yeah. you used it? I haven't. Uh, talked to a couple fools around the office that have um and just some background here uh so it's a music streaming service for the first three months it'll be free trial um and apple is going to be paying roughly two hundredths of a cent to a quarter of a cent per stream during the trial period which uh it's kind of interesting because that was not what they originally planned oof yeah <laughs> um you teased that a little bit in our intro today. i did okay so for those of you that don't know um, Taylor Swift has been very, um, I'm just going to use the word business savvy, um, <laughs> with how her music is used on streaming services because she is arguably, I don't know, her own country in the music world. Just I, something. She's probably one of the biggest pop the stars. The biggest right pop now. star yeah. right now. Yeah, something. Anyway, so for a music service not to have her stuff, it's not a deal breaker, but it, in, the, in your mind, you're like, eh, maybe I don't want to use this. And this is something Spotify already got dinged for. Right. right. Yeah. So she withheld her music from Spotify, and Apple Music, as part of their promotion for their service, was not going to pay artists for the three months that people were on a free subscription. Yeah. And Taylor Swift was like, no. Yeah. That is wrong. Imagine going three months without getting paid, and I'm fine. I make plenty of money from... Uh, tours, which she does, folks. Yeah. Um, but if you're a up and coming artist and you rely on this sort of thing and your YouTube channel and everything, it's it's a big deal and it's wrong. And I just I don't know how Apple thought they were going to get away with that. <laughs> I'm actually really like, if I were at Apple or one of the music, st- you know, production companies, something, I would have been like, all right, what do we have to do to get Taylor Swift in here? <laughs> Yeah, it's a kind of a, a PR nightmare, really, as you're so, about to go launch a service. Yeah, so she wrote her own, I think it was on her Tumblr or something? Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Anyway, I, she wrote an open letter, said, but I just basically regurgitated poorly, I imagine. And uh, within 24 to 48 hours, Apple backed down and started paying all artists, even yeah. during the three-month trial. Yeah, they had a nice little about face following that. Um, and so they and w- Taylor Swift is now more important than the United Nations... Barack Obama, definitely Putin. She's the key to world peace. Yeah, she uh, she really is. <laughs> so, uh, if so, aliens, I'm sorry. If aliens, <laughs> if aliens show up to uh, to Earth and they say, "Take us to your leader," we'll just all right. Go see Taylor Swift. She's got yeah. this mansion. Yeah, she brought she brought Apple to its knees. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the story for the free trial period, which will be the first three months of the service. Beyond that, it'll be ten dollars a month for individual users, uh, fifteen dollars a month for what they call family accounts. Uh, and just some interesting notes so far uh, on the service, some details that have come out. So this is currently only for Apple devices or devices that are running Apple OS. Or, um, Android version should be coming out sometime in the fall. But So, uh, quick question. I don't, if you don't know, this is fine. But um, if I have a Windows-based PC and I have iTunes on it, can we play ball? Not that I know of. Wow. Yeah. Good thing I have an iPhone. 
but I, I have to double check on that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and just some cool future, uh, features. Uh, music streaming, as you might expect. They have some playlists curated by music experts. Um, 24-7 radio stations called Beats One. And um, what's, a, what's a music expert? Uh, I think they have a lot of prominent DJs in the space, some okay. musicians, things like that. Um, like, do they get Calvin Harris to do it because the whole Taylor Swift thing? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that was part of the deal. Um, and they also have some uh, social features that kind of connect uh, artists with fans. Uh, it's called Connect, interestingly enough. Um, and it's not without problems, though. Uh, they're still kind of working the kinks out. I know one of the major issues that some of the uh, some of the power users, people that are audiophiles, have run into, um, they have this... Uh, this add-on called iCloud Music Library. And it's kind of similar to what iTunes Match was, where it was taking what is in your existing content library and matching it up with files on the cloud so that uh, you'd be able to access your music anywhere. Uh, It would also make it available for offline listening. Uh, Some users are running into issues where during that matching process, um, it's just kind of wreaking havoc on their local iTunes library. So what is saved on their computer, Uh, messing with some of the metadata, uh, some of the album art, curated playlists, things like that. So if you are in that camp, uh, you might want to consider not running the matching if you're interested in Apple Music for the time being. Let them get that ironed out. So um, I would argue that the music industry is still in the process of figuring out how to live in the digital age or something how do we pay the artists and that's actually probably the source of you know the issues um but uh, who are the major players in the space just to give everybody a quick update yeah so we have apple music and like i said uh ten dollars a month for individual 15 from family uh obviously spotify one of the big players in the space uh they have a free ad supported version and then the premium costs ten dollars a month uh some of the other big tech names that you'll recognize you know amazon has a service via its amazon prime offering uh and so it's bundled within amazon prime's 99 dollars annual subscription uh there's also pandora which is a slightly different model because it doesn't allow for on-demand listening uh it's more of those music genome curated playlists uh but that's free ad supported and then pandora one is five dollars a month uh google play also in on the action with a free ad supported version and an unlimited uh, on-demand for ten dollars a month um, other notable ones that are kind of on the side right now, Title, which is uh, Jay-Z's offering, uh, $10 a month for premium, $20 a month for Title Hi-Fi, which is high-fidelity listening. So, again, appealing to kind of more of the audiophile market. Yeah, does it come with special headphones or anything? <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't think so. Title's having a rough time right now, aren't they? Yeah, well, it's it's a really niche market to appeal to. It really is, yeah. Uh, and I remember the announcement when he made it. He was like basically surrounded by like... The most successful artist of all time. Yeah. Uh, and, anyway. And I think, um, like I said, audiophiles might appreciate the lossless listening, but for the most part... I would not pay double the price for... Yeah. Uh, Especially if I'm going yeah. to be listening to music on my metro commute, where it's right. going to be loud and rickety yeah. anyways. Where you got to deal with the crazy <laughs> guy next to you that's screaming. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, uh, just something interesting to note. But um, So, 10 bucks a month seems to be like... The price point. Yeah, that's where people are anchoring. And I guess it's just that that's what the market's kind of decided is reasonable, um, which is kind of crazy because you go back you know, to the late 90s, early 2000s, $10 would buy you like three quarters of a CD. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, so clearly the consumer is benefiting 15 years later, not factoring inflation. Yeah, the value proposition is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So, um, And uh, just in terms of what people are generally willing to pay and what the breakout is for some of these free platforms uh, that also have a premium model, um, Spotify has roughly 75 million monthly active users and about 20 million paying subscribers. So roughly 25% of their users are paying. I kind of, oh man, 
it's so speculative. But I gotta wonder if Apple will get this right or what things are going to look like in five or ten years. Yeah, and you know, like they are the company that totally disrupted the music industry it to begin is, with. So it's not crazy to see you know the possibility of them doing it again. I offered my sister money for her original iPod because I think it's like a historic relic. It, but it was a game changer. Like yeah. this whole thing is just crazy. I mean, when was the last time you bought a CD? No. Nah. I buy vinyl. What's a CD? <laughs> <laughs> you, you would. <laughs> Very cool. Well, we'll talk about the impact on Apple, uh, but before we want to take a little break, get our notes together, and uh, before we move on, I wanted to make our listeners aware of a very special offer for all industry-focused listeners. If you have found this discussion informative and you are curious what tech stocks the Motley Fool's award-winning stock advisor newsletter has picked, we have a very special offer for you. We're offering the lowest price out there for industry-focused listeners. It is $129 for a full two-year subscription to Stock Advisor. You'll get two stock recommendations every single month with insight from our team of analysts. Just go to focus.fool.com to take advantage of the deal. Once again, that is focus.fool.com. And uh, if Dylan wasn't an employee of the Fool and he didn't get a free subscription, I'm sure you would totally jump on that, right? Oh, heck yeah. Absolutely. Great offering. Um, so Apple's the biggest company in the world. Mm-hmm. Does this matter? <laughs> yeah, and and that was that was because I, I was thinking it was like an ecosystem thing. It's that that's it. Yeah, um, and you know you always wonder with these things that they're rolling out. Well, is this going to be a drop in the bucket or is this going to be this explosive needs, new product line? It needs to at least be a billion, like ten billion dollars to matter, mm-hmm. and that's just insane for anybody but Apple. But anyway, yeah. go on. So if you want to take a really simplistic view of this, um, obviously there's not going to be much of a revenue impact for this quarter. Uh, Q3, just because it's a free trial for most of the people that are using the service. Yeah. So there, there is no revenue opportunity there. You know, they, there might be some ad stuff on the side. They'll but start it, making money be, at Christmas time. <laughs> it's going to be, you know, absolutely negligible. Um, so as of 2014, this is the most recent data I can get. Uh, there were roughly 800 million iTunes accounts that were active. Um, I want to say conservatively, they say maybe five to ten percent. Um, of those people are converted over to paying Apple Music subscribers. I was that was the other question I had was cannibalization. Yeah, well, I think uh, they're monetizing people that would otherwise not be yeah. monetized. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's my yeah. feeling generally. Okay. All right, um, I'm not comfortable saying that they're going to convert like 20 percent, like the Spotify breakout is now, because a lot of the people that are currently using iTunes are using it just to host music. They're not buying things off that platform, you know. Uh, so I think just to be on the conservative side, let's say they convert 10% to paying Apple Music subscribers. So 80 million subscribers, roughly, um, say a mix of individual and family accounts, maybe the average subscription winds up being like $11 a month. Um, that puts Apple Music annual revenue around $10.5 billion, um, which would be 4% bump on trailing 12-month company revenue um, of $212 billion. So. so- Spreadsheets would have to be adjusted in Wall Street. There's, there's, for Apple. there's something there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, in terms of the uh, the agreements they've entered with some of these uh, music industry uh, staples, uh, Apple passes along roughly seventy to seventy three percent of revenue to music rights owners, depending on the region that they're in uh, and that listeners are accessing mm-hmm. from. So maybe one to two billion gets passed down to the bottom line after some other costs. Uh, so again, like maybe like a four percent bump to Apple's trailing twelve month income. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you have an interesting thought regarding uh, Amazon, which yeah. I'm very curious to hear your your opinion on. And yeah. So this is something I hinted at a little bit earlier when we were just talking about the competitive landscape. But uh, my feeling is, if Amazon decides to really commit to building out its music library, it could just totally destroy the space. Um, you know. So you look at 
the catalogs that are available right now. And Apple, I think, is like 30 million, and I think uh, Spotify is in that neighborhood too. Uh, so like they have this very robust music catalogs. Amazon isn't even close. I, you know, I think they're in the low single digits in terms of what's available right now for listeners. Uh, but if you look at the value proposition, so these services, you know, Apple Music, Spotify, if you run a premium account, would run $120 for the year. You can get Amazon Prime for $100. And in addition to the music streaming, you'd be getting unlimited cloud photo storage, free two-day shipping from Amazon, unlimited Kindle book borrowing, and streaming online video. I am glad you brought this up because I am a happy Prime customer. <laughs> not to plug anything, I do not own shares on Amazon, although apparently I should. But um, and I use their music occasionally. I have the app on my iPhone. I just stream over Wi-Fi music, and that is my really my only complaint. And I, I really got the Amazon Prime for uh, you know the free two day shipping on diapers because I have a one and a half year old son, and all. That. But the Amazon's a nice throw in, and I use the Prime streaming service on my television. And I would actually be willing to pay. I don't know, four or five extra dollars a month, just something. I mean, if they got that music catalog, Amazon would own me. Yeah, I mean, and, it would get nuts. And that's <laughs> that's a really comprehensive offering. The problem is they're not there yet. Um, I think it was the New York Times did this kind of cool comparison across the major players right now in the music industry space, and they used four albums as like kind of a a proxy for the Beatles. One album was one of them, wasn't it? It was the Beatles, Abbey Road, uh, Bruce Springsteen, Born in the USA. Yes, uh, Kendrick Lamar, Good Kid, Mad City. Yes, um, and Taylor Swift, 1989. Boom. And so it was, you know, do all of these? Does the service have right. all four of these albums? Because like that's a good cross section. No, it's of awesome. what People listen to like my dad's got Bruce Springsteen. We've got Taylor <laughs> Swift. You got Beatles, like everything. Yeah. And uh, Amazon didn't perform well compared to the others. I mean, it's just like their library is very limited. I think they had one or two of them. Um, and you know, granted, some of the other ones only had three or so. But um, if they want to, I mean, they can really come in and disrupt the space just because their their offering is so much more comprehensive than the others. And they don't care about making money immediately, <laughs> right? And, and because for them, like, it, it truly is an ecosystem play. It is where yeah. like they just want people in so that they can order more on Amazon. Like that's the whole point of Prime is to boost the average orders that people have. Oh, they still got me. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> And I think one more interesting thing to note in the competitive landscape here, and this is something that I thought was just like super interesting. I had no idea until I was doing some research for the show. Um, this news piece I came across uh, yesterday from The Verge. So apparently Facebook has held talks with the major labels about getting into music. I swear to God. Yeah. I I think that the presidential election in like the year 2032 or something – is going to be like the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, and Facebook. And they're going to be running a candidate. <laughs> well, it's funny you mention that because uh, Facebook rolled out what they call like I voted buttons. Oh, God. Last election cycle. Oh, and man. It, they said that people that were exposed to them. This is bigger than the relationship status on it, Facebook. <laughs> it, it boosted voter turnout. Oh, my gosh. But so, like, that's a beautiful thing. But uh, on the flip side, like, Yay, you, you see the, the Yay. possibility for manipulation there. Naturally. Um, but uh, back on track. Um, yeah, so Facebook's reached out to some of the major labels. Uh, they met with Sony, Universal, Warner. Uh, so, like, the big three, pretty much, you know, in terms of representation. Um, there isn't any clear indication on what Facebook is planning on doing. It's more that they're beginning these They're having a talks. conversation. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I think it's kind of interesting just because Facebook, you know, it, it's kind of hard to operate in this space without a paid subscription model. And people that are using Facebook aren't accustomed to paying on that platform. No. Except for maybe, like, people that are playing Farmville or, like, you know, those uh, those freemium games that have upgrades Even that you that pay for. man. Like, ugh. Yeah, and, you know, like, 
the company isn't doing anything to monetize video content on the user side. Like everything is right. ad based. And so I don't know if they'd be able to leverage that approach over to streaming music. Ah, oh, that's so tricky. I wonder what they're of course I'm still trying to figure out what their game was with WhatsApp, but anyway. And and for them, um, you know, similar to like getting people on the platform and getting people stuck in an ecosystem with what Amazon's looking to do with music, I, I think it's probably pretty similar with Facebook. You know, like they're looking to keep people on the platform longer because it allows for more ad exposures, more engaged users. I mean, like, so the benefit there is kind of tangential to yeah. what the actual offering is. It seems like for consumers of music, it's a great time to be alive, but we don't know as investors what's going to go down here. No, it's really hard to call the shots. I mean, uh, there are so many big disruptive companies in the space, and their incentives are all totally different. Right. Because um, Amazon wants you to buy things through, order your diapers and stuff. Yeah. Apple just wants to be part of the like Yeah, you I mean you're almost seeing Spotify wants money. You're almost seeing music become kind of commoditized with this $10 per month offering and saying, "All right, how do you want to access it?" That that's how you're going to access wow. it. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for your thoughts, Dylan. Always a pleasure, Sean. Happy 4th. You too. And uh, for our listeners, if you are a fan of the show, we'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments. Feel free to email us at focus at fool.com. Once again, that is focus at fool.com. And as always, people on this program may have interest in the stocks that they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against those stocks, so don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear on this program. For Dylan Lewis, I'm Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening, and Fool on! <laughs>